Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. Joining me on the podcast today is my producer, Brianna Ansaldo from Bambi Media, and she produces this podcast along with her incredible team. Now, Brianna is an award-winning songwriter, audio producer, musician, and an incredible businesswoman too. For this episode, I said to Brianna, I don't really want to do a how to start a podcast episode. I'd love to take it to the next level. I'd love to go one step further and talk about, right, you've got a podcast or you're thinking about creating one. How can you really use it to grow your business? So that is what you can expect from this discussion. You'll also hear me at times actually saying to Brianna, hey, what do you reckon I should be doing? So we have some strategy chats about my podcast too. So there's a lot to take away. Grab a notebook, take some notes and enjoy this conversation between Brianna and Saldo and me. Brianna, so good to like do this. I messaged you the other day. I'm like, hey, I haven't had you on the podcast yet, have I? No, you haven't. How rude. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's been so long. I know, right? But I am totally blessed to have you as my podcast producer and all things podcast extraordinaire. I, when I was launching or before I launched the podcast, I was just on Upwork and because that's where I'd found some talent before. And so I was just like, and you can put in the filters. And so I was like, right, I, I like, I'd like someone based in Australia. That would be awesome. And you were like the top person that came up. And I think I booked in a chat with you and then we chatted. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't even need to speak to anyone else. Yes. Upwork. That was where I started actually. Cause that would have been two years ago. I think that I would have started reaching out to you. Yeah. And I'd already been on Upwork at that point for like four years or something, just doing like freelance, you know, not super regular stuff because obviously I had, I had little babies and kids and it was like Upwork was the best place to be because I didn't have to kind of do too much to actually get it going. And yeah. And can I say like you made it so easy just for other business owners listening because you were just like, cool, these are kind of like the set prices. This is like an idea. If you've got an episode this long, this is how much it will be. We have this if you want to have the music produced and you just made it so easy and so organized. I love how you have your different folders. You just made it for me with just zero experience. I've been on a couple of podcasts and then to team up with you and you just basically are like, cool. So you just record the audio. That's your job. And we'll pretty much do everything else because people ask what software do you use to upload the podcast? I'm like, well, it's called this, but I've never really touched it. You guys do that. So yeah, it's that's great. so great to hear. I love that. Um, I think that's one of the things that I enjoy the most is like keeping our clients organized. I think it just helps you not feel overwhelmed with it and know that you can just give it to us and we'll just get it done. And you don't have to think about it. Like you can just focus on awesome content. Because I say to people, like, I I love my business because it's pretty leveraged. It's so flexible. But I say to people, I'm like, yeah, like, 
having a podcast and doing like two episodes a week is kind of one of the most, like, I don't know, some of the biggest amount of work I actually do. (laughs) And so that was the place I wanted to start with you around what stage do you think in business it's a good idea to think about starting a podcast? Because the way I see it, it's like, it's a pretty big commitment in terms of time and effort, especially if you're doing it regularly, like once a week or even a couple of times a week. It It's even if I'm outsourcing to you guys, which means it's so easy and, but it's still coordinating guests and sitting down with them and recording and then maybe doing an intro. And then I'm doing another little solo episode. So thinking of the content I want to cover, like it's I love it because my audience knows and I've only, I think I've only missed that one week. Otherwise it's kind of gives me that accountability to just get the content out there because people are waiting for it. So that helps. But I wanted to ask you like at what stage before we get into growth strategies, at what stage do you think is maybe a good idea to think about starting a podcast? I don't think that you should do it straight away or early on into your business even. I don't even have a podcast yet, okay? And I've been running this business for six years and I don't even have one. But I mean, I didn't need one as far as it wasn't part of the strategy for me at that point. So that's kind of what I want to say about that is start it when you feel like you've got the momentum to be consistent with it. For you, for example, you were a couple of years in, you had an like really good idea of what you wanted to talk about because you already had the Modern Marketing Collective, you had a massive list of things that you could talk about and you came into it knowing that stuff. Also knowing that it takes some time to actually that's it. Yeah, invest to into it. To see results. It. That's right. To see results too. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to say to people listening that if you are just starting your business, because I think they've, this is certainly looking at some of my students and, and chatting with them. I think they feel like, okay, well now I have to have a podcast. It's almost like an expectation or a pressure that they have to do one. But I actually agree with you, Brianna, that, well, I think people should be making money in their business and have that kind of like some momentum there. And that's kind of, you know, almost taking care of itself. And obviously there's room to grow. And then it's like, awesome. How can I now reach more people rather than before they're making money or before they found kind of something that really converts an offer that converts and they have consistency rather than before that happens, creating a podcast, because it's going to take a lot of time and effort away from making money. And so I'd rather they get that down pat first and then use the podcast to grow it. And like you just kind of referred to, I don't necessarily think a podcast is going to just, you know, you put your first 10 episodes out and it's like, bang, I see results in my business. I'm seeing awesome results now, but I've been going 18 months or something like that. So I see, like I asked my students when they join the collective, how did you hear about me? And a lot of them say the podcast. So I'm just like, oh, so good. So good. But um, don't give yourself the pressure that it has to happen like really early on in your business it doesn't it doesn't yeah that's right and I think the other good thing to kind of think about there is that the whole point of a podcast if you're a business owner is to create revenue from that podcast to grow your following to make money you know the podcast is a massive marketing strategy so if you're just starting your business you need to focus on the things that you can offer them in the podcast 
that then will create income for you. So like having really good freebies, you know, having things that you're selling, talking about, you know, your courses or whatever. And don't lead with that. Like it feels yucky to start Mm. a podcast and be selling already. Like obviously have really good authentic communication and that sort of thing. But knowing that you should have a business kind of going before you actually start the podcast because then you can have other things that you can leverage and sell within it, which is great. And I love that you're not just like, everyone needs a podcast. Start (laughs) the sooner you can. Yeah, hire us. (laughs) Start right now. Yes, no, not at all. We don't work with that kind of mentality. We get on consults or I get on consults with people and actually drill down where they're at in their business and whether it's the right time to actually do it. Because I feel like, yeah, you got to really think about that. So good. Okay. So now we've got that out of the way because I want to just touch on that. Rather than talk about how to start a podcast, I'm like, Brianna, I'm thinking, let's do something a bit different here. And let's talk about how to grow a podcast. So for our listeners that even if you haven't started one yet, this is going to be a good one for you to come back to or just listen to now, take some notes. And for those that have a podcast, because I know quite a few of our listeners do, I want to get into how they can grow it, how they can get more listeners and also just how they can make it work harder for their business. So you got a couple of strategies there for us, Brianna. I know that you've got so many and you're always giving me some good ones. There are so many things that you can do to grow it. One of the most important things that you can do is be consistent. Consistency is insane for the growth. So if you release some and then you have a few weeks off and then you're back again for a bit and then perhaps you fall off a bit and that kind of thing, if you're not consistent, the growth stalls. I see it over and over again. You can really see those numbers just falling because people forget if you don't release regularly, they move on to something else. Do you know what, Brianna? It's I say to my students in terms of their email marketing, if you like are building your email list and then they don't hear from you and then you email them like in six months time, half of them are going to forget that like they subscribe to your list in the first place and they'll unsubscribe. So it sounds like it's almost the same with the podcast. It's like, oh, hang on. It is. <laughs> what is this podcast? I never subscribe exactly. to this. Exactly. It is exactly like that. So that's the number one, consistent. Start with how you're going to move forward. So if you can't commit to once a week, don't commit yourself to once a week. Like as positive as you might be about it, you probably won't be able to do it. Start with fortnightly. I remember you saying that to me, actually. It was really good advice, yeah, when we first started. And now you're at twice a week. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) Can I ask you, what do you think of series? Because I see some people doing, they'll do, I don't know, like 12 episodes or something, and then they'll have a break for several months and they'll come back with another series. Is that a good idea or not so good idea? Not really. I mean, it depends on the content, Like it depends on the market, the category that you're in. So if you're in a like true crime category or something like that where it's cool to have seasons series when they're focusing on one thing or if you want to focus on one particular part of your business for a series and then take a break and then talk about something else, you can do it like that. It's better to just have episodes and just keep it rolling. Take a break when you need to, you know, like you took a – couple of weeks off there over Christmas yeah that kind of thing and that's okay like people expect that that at some point you're going to take a break but 
yeah, the series thing for me only works when it's for a particular category that people expect it to run in a series. Otherwise they go, well, it's a new season, but it's still the same content kind of from what you were doing before. So I don't really understand why it would be a season, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you have any tips for people getting into the routine of if they're really struggling with consistency? Yes. So that's what our production schedule is very good for. So it's like a spreadsheet. Actually, I've got that as a thing that people can download. They can actually just have that. It's good. It's really good. I So I have, this is what I share with Brianna and then one of my VAs. And so Brianna, she can see if I've like, I have to put in there like done, done, if I've done the show notes and um, recorded the audio and then Brianna will use that info and the title and then pop all the like embed code and stuff in there. That actually is just proven to be really good at keeping people consistent because they have this place where they can map out all their episodes. It's like a brain dump but then they actually put their release days and things in there and it actually starts to keep them consistent with it. So that would be the main thing for me is uh, have some sort of spreadsheet or something that you can actually brain dump and map it out. But then also before you actually start your podcast, have like 10 to 15 episodes, if you can, recorded because then you're never chasing your tail yeah, I'm a bit naughty about that. I'm often chasing my tail, but I remember that you told me because I was like, do I even have anything to talk about on a podcast? And I'm pretty sure you might have said to me, or maybe I just did. Actually, I might have just done it before I reached out to you. I just wrote down like 50 topic ideas and I'm like, okay, I think I've got a year's worth of stuff I can talk about. We should be okay here. <laughs> that is the key to consistency is is having that kind of sussed out. So that's what I would say. That's my big tip for consistency, which is one of the biggest growth hacks for podcasting. And kind of an easy one. It's like, cool, if you can just keep publishing, then that's really going to help. So yeah. All right. What else would you suggest? So I would say another big one. Are you in the right category. This is something that people don't really think about too much, but is actually a pretty good growth strategy is like there's all these different categories in Apple Podcasts, right? And if you put yourself in the business category, that's a flippin' massive category. There are so many podcasts in that category. So for people to find you if they're searching through the like the Apple Podcasts app and they go to business, there's like a squillion flippin' podcasts in there. So that's a thing to really think about is picking a category. So I have an example. One of our clients, Lacey Barrett, has a podcast called Exposing Birth. Shout out to Lacey. She was in a different category and then changed it to visual arts because she's a photographer, changed it to visual arts and massive difference, like quickly Visual art still makes sense. It's not wrong for her to be in that category. It actually makes more sense for her to be in that category. And that really helped. So that's the next thing that I would say is assess what category you're in and whether you can niche down because there's subcategories within a big one, whether you can niche down into a, um, a smaller category that gives you a wider kind of net in a weird way. How do the categories work in terms of people kind of do people search categories? How do you get discovered? They do. People search categories all the time and actually just look through. And a lot of it is on the podcast artwork. It's like judging a book by its cover. 
<laughs> so your artwork is very good. Do you know what, Brianna? Is one of my friends is a designer and um, she had someone reach out to her the other day and she's like, I'd love for you to do my podcast branding. I'd love it to look like this one. And she sent my podcast cover and my friend's like, Oh, that's my friend Emily. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It was really yes, cool. Yes, <laughs> see, this is the thing. Like if you're going to be in a category, uh, well, you will be in a category, they search within that category and then they look for something that looks good. People are very into the aesthetics subconsciously. So you got to hit that. That's what will help. Right category, awesome artwork. And what makes good artwork and what what are some things to avoid with artwork? So too much text. <laughs> You're like excited to Man, talk about I this, I can so tell. Many, so many things to say, but I can't say them all. I can't give it all away, can no, no, I? No, Gosh. No. Um, give us a couple. So yeah, I think like way too much text and too small. I'm like, I like there's so many podcast artwork that like it's because the only really time you see the artwork is it's like a little, I don't know, a couple of centimeters by a couple of centimeters on your screen. And I'm like... I can't read that. Exactly. Massive text that's bold. And a face is a huge thing. Having your face somewhere, if it's a podcast that, you know, you're the feature of. Yeah. A face is massive. There's a lot of things that make good artwork, but they're the two main things is your text. And if you have like with whoever, you know, with Brianna and Saldo, let's say, if that's in your thing, make that big enough that people can actually read it. But to me, you don't need that in there. Like if the title of your show, for example, Pump Up Your Pod, you don't also need in your podcast artwork with Brianna and Saldo because the host name will be Brianna and Saldo. So they'll see that. Yeah. So a couple of words, massive photo. And that's my big tips there. Simple, simple. So what do you reckon about people might be feeling stagnant? in terms of how many listeners they're getting or how many downloads they're getting? Because that's kind of the only stat we can see, right? Basically, how many downloads and then also countries and that type of thing. But we can't kind of see a number of subscribers, I don't think. Is that right? And it also doesn't matter how many people are subscribed to a show because they can be subscribed to it and not actually be listening to it. So that metric, so true. who cares about that metric? Do you know what? That's like what I teach with Instagram. It's like kind of followers is a bit irrelevant because you could have 10,000 followers, like you could t- have 10,000 subscribers, but none of them are listening. Same as on Instagram, none of them are engaging. It's They're not going to be seeing your content. It's not really going to do anything for you. So love that. So what would be like we could workshop my podcast. It's like awesome. I'm in a routine. I'm at this many downloads what would you be like M? this is what I reckon the next step for you is to to get more reach in terms of is it looking at getting higher profile guests for some episodes running podcast ads that type of thing is there anything that you're generally like awesome I've seen this work well with different clients or for you personally oh okay so I think for you I would say it needs to be featured more on your Instagram or Mm, on your platforms but not in the same way as you're always doing it or you know often doing it where you share a photo or or whatever and then a little thing but different ways to engage people not necessarily on Instagram but on other platforms as well I don't know whether you're on LinkedIn or where what you're doing there as far as podcast okay the reach that you're reach out that you're doing on those other platforms socials are massive massive for getting people to listen to your podcast Mm. 
That's what I would say, number one, because you do talk about it, but you need to talk about it a lot for it to be something that really starts to move the needle from that perspective. That's something I would say. And be aware that the way you share it on one social platform is very different to the way you should share it on another social platform. And LinkedIn specifically, for example, if you're like business related, you would share an article before you would share like a post. So you write an article around it and you repurpose it that way. That's something I would say to do is actually just share more and create more graphics, more content from the one thing that you've already done, quote cards, stuff that you yes. can actually use a lot more frequently in a lot of a lot of platforms. So good. It's on my list actually to have someone transcribe the episodes. There's different platforms you can use from that, but then for them to just kind of proofread, get it looking really good and then use that in the blog posts for each episode. So I think that could then be used on LinkedIn, some of that content, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to have to get myself back on LinkedIn. It's been a few years. Yeah. It just depends (laughs) on what the market is, right? Like it depends on what, who you're wanting to actually pull in. You don't have to do that but if that's like an area that you feel like is untapped for you then you should put more effort into actually doing that bit and what artwork do you find is really powerful on instagram is it audiograms do you find work really well or the quote ones audiograms work really well in a carousel so on the feed where it's a static image and you will have seen that from some of our clients there's a static swipe swipe and there's audiograms behind it uh, because whenever you see a carousel, you want to swipe it. Absolutely. Carousels are great, right? Well, they have been for a while for for the engagement side of things. Yeah, cool. I've done a couple of them. So maybe I just need to do a few more of them for like every episode. Yeah. And then if you're in the stories with when you do long yes. ones, lots of GIFs, lots of things okay, that cool. may like – if it's just going to be a static, oh man, I'm giving you yeah. so many good tips here. I love it. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. So that is <laughs> like the best podcast for Emily right now. Um, so uh, yeah, things that are moving within yeah, the audiogram cool. as well, they don't move off it. Like it's it's yeah. exciting. It's like I got to try and like process everything that's I happening know. on I the have to on stay the, here um... while I see all these things. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So good. Thanks, Brianna. I was, yeah, just, you know, that's great. That's great. I'm excited to try these out. You're doing amazingly. Like your podcast has, and especially when you went to two a week. Yeah. Oh man, that made a massive difference in the connection that you were able to get and mixing it up with a guest versus a solo, which is something I always say is a solo small episode and a big guest. If you're going to do commit to two a week, your solo episodes go really well. So you would never just have, you know, just a guest, like it's got to be you somewhere and then a guest as well. So yeah, yours is doing great. Yeah, what I said when I moved to twice a week is for me, it was like looking at what's working in my business and then how can I do more of that? So that's when I'm like, right, Brianna, I'm thinking of going to two podcasts a week. What do you reckon? Um, And yeah, it's been great. So I used to do the one solo one week and then the next week would be the um, guest. And so just for those listening so they can understand. And then I'm like, right, let's do a interview each week and then a solo and for me like this is what I joke about I don't feel like I'm a massive talker I joke with my friend Suze Chadwick because she's like really try and keep my solo episode short I'm like Suze it takes me like 
I think my first solo episode was like two minutes long because <laughs> I just, I'm not, a, I don't think I'm a massive kind of talker, but my, the feedback I get actually is really lovely. People are like, you're just succinct, no fluff and get the, get the content across. So I think, you know, be yourself and do it in a way that works for you. Absolutely. Yes. And for you, for your market, the way you deliver them is perfect for the demographic that you are reaching and I love it. I love editing them. It's just nice. Nice to listen to. You can always, oh, the other tip that I would say about this is, as you hear from Emily, you've got to talk like you're excited, you're interested, and you're smiling. This is massive for podcasts because they cannot see you. So if you can talk like you're excited and you have a smile on your face, the connection that you're going to get with the people that are listening is is huge. So true. And that's some of the other feedback I get is it's like, oh, it's just, you always sound so happy. And like, I'm not faking it. It's just, I don't know, just get a couple are. of coffees and it's just, life's good. So, but definitely I notice if I hit play on a podcast, I find I tune out if I just tune out to the voice, if I find it quite monotone and kind of flat. So yeah, that's a great tip, Brianna, in terms of bring some energy and smile. And that's what I say to my clients with Instagram. If you're doing stories, it's the same thing. If someone looks like they don't want to be there, it's kind of uncomfortable to watch. So smile and just enjoy it and have fun with it. Yeah. Cool. So any other final tips in terms of growth for podcasters that have got their podcast out there and they're now like, awesome. What else can I do to get this out? What are your tips maybe in terms of people to book on the podcast or or anything else? I would say one of my other biggest tips would be sort out your audio quality. That's a huge one. People will put up with crappy audio for a while, you know, like as in they'll go, oh, they're just new to podcasting, you know, this sort of thing. It's like it's fine, you know, to use your headphones and the little thing that's attached to your headphones and that sort of stuff. But they won't put up with it for too long like a couple of months and then they'll be expecting that it's going to get better and if it doesn't then you will see the engagement and your downloads go down. I have seen it like I know that it happens when someone doesn't actually bring their audio quality up to match what they're trying to achieve. So that's the other thing that above all else if you're wanting to be taken seriously as a podcaster then you need to have quality audio you don't need to start with it but you do need to invest in a microphone and a bit of gear doesn't have to be heaps a couple of hundred dollars exactly it's not expensive really is it so yeah that's huge actually to have that sorted out fairly early on uh, is another massive growth strategy because they will continue to tune in if it just sounds nice in their ears yeah it's horrible because I, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm driving and I think others are the same. So already you're kind of trying to deal with a little bit of the Bluetooth or whatever it is, you know, through the car audio. But then add to that, if the audio is poor quality, it's really unlistenable. You can't really understand what people are saying. You're trying to turn it up really loud. And I've seen a podcast that is one of the top podcasts probably in Australia, I think. I, I kind of had never really listened and just was checking it out and I was looking at the reviews and the latest reviews are like, 90% or 95% are all one star and they're all there's some of it complaining about the the content kind of the um the host a little bit but so much of it is saying sort your audio out 
it goes between being really loud and then really quiet and then just really hard to listen to. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You really don't want, it's okay to kind of start and you, you can get like quite good audio. I think just if you just use your little like kind of headphones yeah. that you plug into your phone, but then they're, you know, as you evolve as a podcaster, just get a little Bluetooth mic and, and use some good software and it really will help. Yeah. That's absolutely massive. So that would be the other big tip that I would um, give away to people today is is really suss that out as you grow and take it seriously because you should because the more you do this, I mean, I've been doing this a long time and some of these clients I've had since the beginning, six years, and I can see the growth that happens if you're consistent with this thing there is so much growth, so much money to be made from having a really great podcast, not in a a stuffy, terrible, I want to take your money type way. It's like you are being authentic in people's ears, talking about stuff that matters to you and people want to buy from you because they love you, because they've got used to you, because they feel like they know you. Podcasting is the literal only way that you can do that And the other thing that's huge that I'm going to leave people with is when you talk about engagement and you look at YouTube versus a podcast, engagement on a YouTube video is like maximum maybe three minutes, you know, like before they switch to something else. Proven. It's like three minutes. With a podcast, they have you. You have like in their ear for 20 to 30 minutes. People don't turn it off because they're basically always doing something else while they're listening because they can, whereas video, they have to be on video. And I think exactly. And if I'm distracted with a video, then I'm not necessarily going to go back to it because then it's gone. It's You know, you lose it. But a podcast, if I'm halfway through, I'm generally going to pick it up again. If I enjoyed it, I'm going to want to hear the rest of it. So the engagement is massive. Three minutes for a YouTube versus 20 to 30 minutes of undivided attention to the audience that you're trying to reach. Nothing else compares. Like, it's awesome. And I think social media videos, the best performing ones are two minutes or less. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Amazing. Same thing. Brianna, thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for going into the growth and strategy side of things. I've absolutely loved chatting and I've got a list of some things to (laughs) test. That's good. (laughs) What's the best place for people to go to find you, work with you, learn from you? Yes. Okay. So if they want to work with us, Bambi Media uh, is the best place to go. That's with a Y, bambimedia.com. That's for your done for you services like you have, you know, they want to offload all their stuff and then we do it all and that's fun. We do video production, audio production and branding, lots of fun branding. Then there's the other side, which is the courses, like the stuff where if you want to do it yourself, uh, that's Creative Branding Lab. And we'll get some links there. So over there is where there's a wait list at the moment for two courses. One of them is Let's Get Launchy. And that's the one. I love the name. (laughs) So good. That's the one where (laughs) you haven't started a podcast and you want to do it yourself. Yeah. It just steps you through like really simply and succinctly. This is how to get it out. Love that you've got a course about that. You can find this stuff on YouTube, but it's like you go down a rabbit warren of people saying this and then what this host and then that one and then how do you edit it? And like you have to kind of circle around to find the info. I've just put it all in a 
thing where they can just go there. That's pretty much done. So that'll be up very soon. And then the other one is Pump Up Your Pod, which is where people who already have a podcast and want all these growth strategies in depth and then also to have hot seats with me where I like audit you and I go, oh, like troubleshoot and stuff. I'm so excited for that. It's going to be super fun. That is awesome. So that's coming soon. That's probably coming in uh, May, actually, in a month. So join the wait list for either of those on thecreativebrandinglab.com. Creativebrandinglab.com. Okay, awesome. Brianna, so good to chat with you. What's your Instagram as well for people? Oh, yes. Let's get them to screenshot, share on the Instagram stories. Tag me at Emily Osmond and you at, at Bambi underscore media. Awesome. I've had so much fun. So much fun, Emily. <laughs> we'll chat again soon. Thanks, Brianna. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at Emily Osmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.